the Everyman Podcast. Everyman Saucy, bro. That's a saucy track. That is a saucy track. Saucy track. Saucy. Saucy indeed. Daryl Campbell. Big dog. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, man. You know. We always talk about it, blessing, highly favored, man. Highly favored. And, you know, we highly back favored. in Cosmic Canoe you know it. with another guest. Strapped into the yes. Cosmic Canoe. The summer of the everyman continues. You know, when I told you guys, you know, we COVID, uncircumcised, uncircumcised circumstances or not, okay, it's the summer of the everyman. Yeah, dude. Was We weren't kidding. Yeah. We were not kidding. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, today... It continues. Blake Richardson. Blake. Drummer, streamer, all around beefcake, the CEO of the steakhouse. Mm-hmm. From the from, from, from the Grammy nominated between the Barry and me, Blake Richardson blesses us with his presence in the Cosmic Canoe today. Yeah, dude. It's what a guy. Awesome, bro. What a guy. Awesome. And I'll tell you what, it keeps with our theme of podcasts where, you know what? Yeah, we touch on a little bit of, you know, uh, business so to speak, but we just chat, just having a great conversation, just letting it loose, digging into yeah, things that, that we're passionate about. Dennis Rodman, you know, oh yeah, rebounds, talking about rebounds. It's, it's great. And, and I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're hopping in the cosmic canoe here for the first time, first of all, welcome, welcome, welcome Thank to you. the cosmic canoe. And, and if you're, if you're coming to us from the, from the BT BAM subreddit, first of all, shout out to the great Papa Crip. Papa you know, always, always appreciate Papa Crip uh, and his assistance there, uh, helping me out on the on the subreddits. Um, but I'll tell you what, if this is the first time you're checking us out, welcome. But hey, listen, we've got a lot of great episodes in the archives. Even just the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks, if you look down through your podcast app, you'll see, you know, episode 80, John Petrucci from Dream Theater talking about his, his new solo album, Terminal Velocity, which by the time you're listening to this is available now. So check it out. Mark mm-hmm. Holcomb from Periphery, episode 79. Episode number 77, Matt Halpern of Periphery. Oh my goodness. 76, Andy McKee. 74, Tommy Rogers, frontman, vocalist, co-founder of Between the Barry and Me. I mean, not to mention the fact that we Dusty Waring was just on the podcast. I mean, oh yeah, so many awesome interviews this summer. You know, starting with Kenny Arnoff, Andy McKee, all these guys I just mentioned. But we have even more in the archives. So take a minute, take a look through the app. You know, whether you're on Spotify, if you're on SoundCloud, if you're on Apple Podcast. The bottom line is, we've got a lot of awesome, positive content for you, and we hope you enjoy it. And oh, yeah. you know. If, if you're if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I'd love to see what kind of T-shirt DC and Brother Jay wearing. Well, guess what? Look at the show notes and click on the YouTube link because you can watch this episode of the Everyman Podcast on our YouTube, which is uh, the Everyman Podcast on YouTube. So mm-hmm. check it out. Um, you know, with that being said, Big Bro, let's kick it. Let's get it. We're here today on a very special The Everyman podcast. It's the summer of The Everyman. Uh, he needs no introduction. He is the drummer from the Grammy-nominated Between the Barry to Me. You may know him from his Twitch channel, Blakey Eats Steaky. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cosmic Canoe is today is the steakhouse. Blake Richardson, what's up, my brother? Boy! Oh, man. What fun we're having, and we've just begun. We've just begun. Yeah. Dude, we just had Dusty Waring on the podcast. We talked at length about the amazing 
Twitch weekend debut you guys had. Congratulations on all the on all the viewers and all the comments yeah. and all the all the outreach and the love. Tell us tell us about it, man. Where where did that idea come from and, and, and what was it like? What was the setup like? How how'd it go? Uh dude, well, I gotta give my wife Kristen cred for the initial blooming of the idea. She was talking about doing well, you guys should just do like an online concert thing, but kind of do it do it yourself. It's all right. And this was when I was already doing, you know, the occasional Twitch stream on my own platform. I was like, damn, I kind of got like the audio and everything sort of figured out with how I do my Twitch stuff. It's like, why don't we just do a show? We could just do a show on Twitch and, you know, make it free. And, you know, we could do like, you know, raffles and some merch with it. And then we had the ideas like, well, it'd be kind of cool to do like to play colors because that's where we we wrote most of that record was in my parents' basement where we ended up doing the the stream for it. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like the the birthing of that whole idea. Um, and it was it was super super duper DIY. Like I we we kind of were we the only thing we did we uh, our old school front of house guy came in and he mixed did all the live mixing for the sound force and all that which was he ended up being like the mvp of the weekend because like in the chat like the chat was just blowing up and like most <laughs> of the comments were like this sounds amazing blah, blah, blah. like it had nothing to do with us or playing they're like i can't believe how good it sounds so it was, it was awesome um but yeah we got him and then we got our boy chuck to um it was courtney our our original he actually was our front of house engineer for um, for the original color store that we did back in the day, and uh, so that was kind of cool. It all sort of came full circle with that. And then uh, our boy, our old school merch guy Chuck, came out and did all the camera work. So it was, so again, yeah, it was like super DIY, but it was just a cool, cool, fun idea that we thought would be kind of awesome and give some sort of entertainment to to people watching at home that are sitting around twiddling their thumbs, waiting for concerts to come back again, which we don't know when, when that's going to be. So we were like, well, let's just do like a, like a free gig. I think it'd be cool. I'd say women, it, it was like, you know, my fiance and I, we were looking forward to it. And I was like, it was on my calendar. Cause I was like, Oh look, it's like, it felt like, um, it really was like going to a show or something because we knew like, okay, you know, Friday night in two weeks, you know, it's BT yeah. Bam night. And then like the next day I was up, uh, shooting skeet with the boys and up, up in the mountains. And I was like, boys, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. BT Bam's on a three. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and like then I'm, and then I'm home watching it. And like, you know, just, I think, you know, obviously with this podcast, we've really, um, tapped into a lot of different angles of, of communicating and, and it started with just an audio only podcast. Now we have this lovely uh, video podcast and, and then, then we got onto Twitch and the cool thing about Twitch is like, like you're saying is this instant feedback and communication where like, while it's not the same as a show, you know, and we still miss that and we want that to come back and we know what we have to do to, for it to come back. Um, the difference is you're getting that instant feedback. Whereas at a show, you might only get 10 people or 12 people that happen to bump into you. Like we're going to get a slice of pizza at Lorenzo's shout out to Lorenzo's, you know, get those monster oh, dude. slices. Oh. If you've ever, and let me just tell you something to the good people of the United States and abroad that are listening to this podcast. When you come to Philadelphia, if you're looking for a place where you can see 
an armed guard and a humongous pizza slice. There's one, only <laughs> one space. There's only one place to do it, and that's Lorenzo's on South Street. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's, awesome. Yeah, it's the whole experience. Yeah, it's the ambiance. Yeah, it's part. It's <laughs> yeah. part of the. It's part of the flavor. Um, <laughs> but you know, you you get to see people's instant reaction and how happy they are and the joy. And like, I was watching the comments come through, and there was a lot of people like, you know thank you so much. This means so much. And like, I know for me, it meant a lot because it was something to look forward to get through the week, the, the, the tough week. And, uh, you, you brought a lot of joy to a lot of people all over the world. Yeah. And it was, it was ironically, it's even though it's like a, it was like a virtual show. It was a, more interactive than an actual show would be. Right. Yeah. Because you have that like instantaneous feedback of people, being involved in the chat and all that stuff. Like it was, it's pretty wild. Um, and yeah, that was, that was kind of our thing, man. We just wanted it to be like a free thing, no pressure. Like we wanted it to also, cause we toyed around with the idea of doing, you know, like a full on production and a lot of bands have been doing that, like yeah. doing these, these virtual shows where it's like them on a stage and there's lights and there's, there's all this stuff. It's like, dude, We've done that. It's like if people want to see that, like they can just come. People, for one thing, the people that are watching this have probably already seen us do that. They've seen us on a stage playing. They've seen that show. Lights and production and all that stuff. And then, you know, eventually, and get, when we start doing shows again, we'll get back to that. But there's like an allure to the fact of just. Oh, well, here's just us playing in a basement. Like it's kind of, it's like humbling. Yeah. It's kind of the, you know, it's it's endearing. Like it's 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 kind of it just gives it a cool aspect to the whole thing. D- to me, it also, um, it felt so real, and yeah, not you know, there's in in that genre of music, you know, the progressive metal world, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, stuff going on in the, in the sound, you know, the, the, all the different effects and all the different things. And, you know, there's some bands that, you know, maybe rely on, you know, backing tracks for certain things or whatever, like the way you guys did that and how you kind of showed like, yeah, sometimes problems happen. And whether it's like you, you break your drum throne because you're just so damn powerful over there, (laughs) Uh, you know, or, or, you know, an amp cuts out or whatever, or somebody makes a mistake. Like it was real. It felt like a real performance. And it was like, there's the art of songwriting and then there's the art of the performance. And I think that the art of the performance is something that people are going to forget. A generation could forget if they, if they don't experience that. I mean, you dude, you remember going to shows when you were a kid. I don't know what if pick a band, you know, maybe, maybe it was dream theater. Maybe it was, you know, I don't know, Slayer or whatever, but it had a lasting impact on your mentality where you're like, Oh no, like it does. It turns something on in your brain. And, um, I feel like watching that and like the way you, you guys did, it was so real. And so not raw in the sense of, in the way that people talk about like St. Anger, but like, it was just real. It felt like something you could, uh, relate to especially like yeah. you said like playing in your parents basement you know like i, I grew up playing music in my in the second floor of my parents house you know wrote, wrote the album that you know uh we, we recorded down there with jamie king and that's how i met daryl and then i got to watch that on television you know and it, and it, it was making me watching you guys play in your <laughs> in your parents basement you know and and knowing you guys like that made me reflect on that same thing and i know a lot of people can relate to that so it was just like a really really 
down and legit, like just real thing that you guys did. Yeah. We wanted it to be like, I mean, it was genuine. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's really like the best word because that's where it all kind of spawned from. And yeah, that was, that was the vibe that we were going for. And, and I agree with you, what you were touching on earlier about how like it's, it's cool to see, (laughs) I don't know if it's like yet an older thing too, but there's like, there's like a certain hint of beauty almost when you are watching someone perform and it's, and it's not perfect, whether Mm -hmm. it's like a technical issue that comes up or if they just like mess up a fill or some notes or something like that. It's like, it reminds you that it's like, Oh, I'm watching a human, an actual human being performing right in front of me. And it's like, I'm not just watching some pre produced laid out thing. That's, just some weld oil machine that it's like the same thing every single night. Um, and that's, that's, I hope that that aspect like doesn't get lost with, uh, with future generations. And that just, and I, I don't think it will, like, I think it'll cycle back around. It's like, I'm it's sure like it um, when, you, when you think about record, like the way records are produced, like you've got your, you got the sixties, seventies, and then eighties came along and everything was like, super processed like shotgun snare drum sounds when it, even when it, between the metal world and even like the electronic world and all that stuff and then it the nirvana showed up around 90s to being like more organic sounding and everyone recorded the tape and and then now we're still in this realm of like pretty processed stuff and then i feel like it'll we're slowly kind of going back to the the, the organic sounding uh stuff as far as the production side of everything goes goes to it but yeah it's crazy man well, i'll tell you what in metal at least in my opinion i think that the the change back to analog started when <clears throat> mashuga put this last album out and then they're like no no we used real drums and uh all real amps and everybody's like what like yeah i thought yeah. i had to do the production stuff to be able to sound like that and they're like nope we're just that good basically yeah. we're no, the I kings of metal yeah, the beautiful irony in that whole thing is that it's amazing. those guys are kind of responsible mm-hmm. because they're like on the forefront of the whole like uh, the drum programming thing with like Superior Drummer and all that stuff. Like I know Frederick and Thomas had like a lot to do with the spawning of that that software and that whole like virtual drumming thing, like those virtual drum programs that kind of changed the game as far as like production goes. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's ironic that it's like the guys <laughs> who created that sound just went the opposite direction. Right. I was like, no, I'm going to do straight up real and do like, you know, one take and do it as a band. I was like, thank God, man. It's like they, and I think they even knew going into it that like the final product for this record is not good. They're like, this is going to be, we're going to do this you know, one take as a band and it's going to be super organic sounding. It's not going to be 100% tight. It probably won't be the absolute best representation of how we sound, but it will be 100% real. And they know, and they went into that knowing that it probably wasn't going to sound as good as if they'd have done it like the super process way with like fake drums and, overly processed guitars and, you know, punching in and out every single part and stuff like that. So it was cool that they did that. I was like, and then it came out like perfect. 
Yeah, it was, <laughs> like, it was, it was still perfect. It was still like, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. So tight. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Incredible. I got to take Daryl to a Meshuggah concert because that he'll it will it'll it'll overwhelm him. When I, t- I took him to his first Dream Theater show, and he was like, just that experience was was intense. And we were excited yeah. for the BT Bam show. I'll tell you, Meshuggah it will 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 uh, it'll unlock the beast within you, dude. Daryl, you would <laughs> you would dig on Meshuggah for sure. Like even oh, if yeah. you're not in that world, like. It's the for one thing, like their production, like their light show is just like mm-hmm. pretty Bananas. much anyone can appreciate it. But I think I think it, I sat him I mean, down one both, night. I think yeah. I sat you down one night, bro, and made you watch me sugar videos with me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you did, and it, I, I think you sent me like a, a a ton of some of the YouTube videos and stuff too. And yeah. I, I yeah. dig it. I dig it. And the cool thing about this whole um, cosmic canoe and a journey is I'm a fan and I'm learning. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so yeah. I'm just I'm just like along for the ride. So like when I was when I was at Justin's and we were we were about to pod right before you guys went on and oh, yeah. I was Couple upstairs. Yeah, I was I was upstairs and I was watching you guys. I'm like, man, they look like they're having so much fucking fun, man. You know, so <laughs> yeah. like I'm just like I'm like a kid in a candy store when it comes to all this because this is a new world for me. So if I smile too much on this thing, it's just because I'm like learning shit all the time. It's just, yeah. pretty, it's just, I'm, just I'm so happy to be here. Dude, <laughs> you know, uh, you got a freaking uh What's that? What's that podcast? Do you ever, have you have you seen that? Well, it's like it's. I think there's a video of it too. But when Bill Burr goes to the Mashuga show, like oh yeah, yeah, and he's like these fucking guys, yeah, they're fucking incredible, yeah. Like he's yeah, yeah he's like going <laughs> off and he's like, like his aspect from it. Dude, yeah. he's a pretty decent. He's a pretty good drummer, and, and I think Josh Fries like is his drum teacher. I think either it's either him and it's one uh, of the Fries uh, boys. Dave, or Dave Elich, I think, teaches him too. That sounds right. Um, He's like a he's like a LA dude. But he was talking yeah. about being backstage with like at the LA Forum, and it's like all of the best studio drummers from LA are standing on the side, like watching Tomas and just being like, "Like, are you fucking dude. kidding me? Like, are you?" Yeah. And like every time, the thing I like, he's. I mean, there's so many drummers I love, yourself included. You know, obviously, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, you know, of all my favorite drummers, the one that I just that still amazes me, like every time, is. Tomas Hawk and like, oh yeah, dude. This one time at Nam, you know, and I don't get excited and like starstruck by really anybody anymore, and um, just because I realized everybody's just a person, you know, like they're all just they all take dumps, you know, they all use booty wipes. <laughs> Shout out to promo code every man save uh, save twenty yeah, percent yeah. off your booty wipes on Amazon. Undercarriage, uh, yeah, get that get that savings. Blake, we'll, I'll send you some booty wipes, man. Get the savings for yourself. Yeah. Um. People, you know, they at, at Nam. I'm like, there's all these people just running around, and and you see these celebrities. Whatever, it's like, oh, there's Travis Barker, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And I'm walking to go look at like some some weird drum shit. You know, it's probably like a a, a plastic snare drum or something. And I hear like, and I'm like, I stop and I I snap my head over and I hear it again, and I'm like looking around like, what is? Where is he? He's here, and you know how yeah. Nam is with like, with like the sound. It because there's it's like Daryl. It's like being in a thousand guitar centers at the same time, oh God, and you hear chaos. and like your, your your ear catches like the melody of Enter Sandman over here, but then you hear like oh, yeah. like on the saxophone, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's the craziest shit. And, and I'm and I just keep hearing yeah. and then and then finally I look over and I see it, and it's Tomas Hawk, and he's sitting there 
with like trying out some drum shoes. And then I just like get all wide eyed and I just stop and I'm staring at him and he's just sitting there behind a kick drum and he's just, he was like, just trying to be a, a guy, you know, just a dude. And I'm yeah. over there creepily staring at him, you know, watching him do this. Then he realizes like I'm watching him and I know who he is. And then he started like really like he gave me like a 30 second double bass show. It was the craziest show. And Daryl, like he's yeah. literally, he's no, no other drums. It's just a kick drum in front of him. And he's just like <laughs> playing these crazy patterns. And then I went up and I was like, so I'm so, I'm such a big fan of your sir. You know, like, <laughs> just, you know, he was super gracious. You know, I, I would love to have, I'd love to get him on here one of these days. I'm sure yeah. I'll run into him sometime. In, in your okay. defense, man, like he's, I mean, as far as metal drummers, <clears throat> Basically, every drummer that plays metal looks up to that dude. Yeah. Like, that guy kind of paved the way for what kind of fusion-y metal drumming is nowadays because that was his thing. Like, he, they, he, was, one of the, he was one of the dudes that was kind of on the forefront of, like, introducing, like, Weckle-ish style, like, jazzy style dynamics to metal drumming um and he was just like super innovative so pretty much every metal drummer is just like dude that that i mean you got your dudes that just can go super fast and are like super powerful but everybody every metal drummer loves thomas from a sugar it's like dude yeah like at the la show when we opened up for them at the wiltern we did that tour with him I watched him every day. Like we would play. We had like a <laughs> that must have been bananas, dude. Like a thirty minute, thirty minute changeover. I was That's like, I'm watching. Crazy. I'm watch these guys every single day. Yeah, I did. I watched them every single show. Um, <laughs> but I went to where like the front house board is at the Wiltern, and then there was like a little VIP area, and I like got in there, and dude, it was like, yeah, it was just like you were saying, like every LA drummer. It was like Elitch was there, John Tepesha from White Zombie was there. Uh, Dirk from Soil Work, like, and they were all air drumming. Like, <laughs> He's like everyone's park. favorite drummer. I should have, I was like, dang, I should have taken a video or a picture because it was like, it was hilarious. Like, I had this perfect line of sight of like all of these drummers, and they were all like, <laughs> <laughs> oh like, my dude, God. That's, that's I, when you know you got, you got mad respect, man. That guy, like, he's. He's getting like the super legit drummers to, oh, yeah. to air along to his stuff. Well, I, I talk about him so much on here that eventually I'll just be able to cut an entire pod together of just other people talking about him. It'll be like, yeah. you know, even we had Mike Mangini on and Mangini was even like, look, man, there's a certain, le-, like you're saying that everyone is, even Mike Mangini's like, this guy's got something going on that's out of this yeah, world. So. It just is, it's not only his like technical ability, but his... Uh, is creativity. That's what like I mean. It, it's like ingenuity. Next, next I mean, dude, it's like planet. He's like the he's like the MJ. He's like the Michael Jordan of yeah. of the the metal drumming world. He really is, man. He just kind of had. I'm like on a. I'm, I, we just finished watching that freaking Last Dance documentary, so I'm like on a Michael Jordan kick right now. Dude, how great was that? Wasn't that awesome? Dude, don't you want more Dennis Rodman though? Yo, yeah, they like, could have done, like <laughs> my <laughs> man. Oh, dude, I love. That's what I was waiting for. I was like, I hope they do like an episode about Dennis Rodman. Now, I'm glad that they touched on the fact of like how good of a how not only like how much of an essential part of that team that he was, but his 
ability to be able to, cause he was, I mean, he's like one of the greatest rebounders ever. Like yep. he just had this freakish ability to know if a shot popped off, like he knew exactly where it was going. Like, and that he was like, dude, and he, he developed that skill set. That's what was so, and it's such, it's such a like unique skill set within the world of basketball. It's like, he didn't care so much about like his free throws or, jump shots or whatever. He was just like, I'm going to learn how to rebound every damn possibility of where this ball is going to go. It's like, I'm going to, I want to be able to learn where this ball is going to go. No matter, no matter who shoots it, where they're shooting from, this, that, and the other. So I was like, and I just, dude, I just thought he was super badass, dude. Like, he's such just, a badass. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Attitude, straight attitude. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Daryl, Daryl's from Chicago. So he, he's, Oh, for real? Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so you grew up all day. like, oh man! So you grew up like in that, yeah, like in jo- the thick of it. The Bulls were worshipped. It was, it wasn't oh, even yeah. like a. It was they were worshipped. It was crazy. It was fucking God. crazy, man. And I everybody think- thought they were Michael Jordan. And it's 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 funny because when I played basketball, I I mean, I was like, I don't have a snowflake chance in hell of being Michael Jordan. But, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I might be able to do some Dennis Rodman. So yeah, just... you've got the body for Rodman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like he almost made, like, he made rebounding. Made you want to. Like, a respectable yeah. aspect of the game. Like, it was, it wasn't. Well, it changed the, the outcome like, of the game often. Yeah, literally. Because, he, yeah, was, yeah, because yeah. he was just nasty and was like, no, 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 fucking hit me in the face. Let's do this. Yeah. Just trying to get my well, nose broke. People don't realize, like, you know, it the rebounding was such an essential portion of his game, but there were a few times, man, where like, you know, he, he put up like, you know, some double digit points because he can fucking play ball too. Like it wasn't yeah. just, just rebounding, but he, he knew his role. That was the thing. He knew yeah. his role. Well, they were and the ultimate was, team that, that was, yeah. that was the takeaway. And also I think the takeaway from that is, is, and we had the, the kind of similar conversation with Dusty uh, here on the Everyman podcast in the archives. Uh, you can check that on our YouTube, but, um, there's a cost for, for greatness, you know, and, and to be a great team that wins championships consistently, you have, everything is important. Every detail, every day stacked up over and over and over and over again. And, um, it's like, you know, for a while I got really fascinated with bodybuilding, just like the, the psychology of what those guys do. And I know Blake, you and I spent a lot of time talking about Ronnie Coleman. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, uh, Mount Bicepius, you know, and all these things and, and all the, all the great, oh, yeah. all the great beef talk. But, um, you know, I heard Phil Heath talking about like, and Kai green actually, it was, um, saying that like, f- for me to have that, that ultimate moment where I peak uh, in, on that stage at that moment in time, six months from now, like I have to eat this broccoli right now because if I don't eat this broccoli right now, I can't get the workout I need in, in 20 minutes. And if I don't get that workout in, it's like a chain reaction. And the way those guys think about things is like that ultimate chain of, of events, how it leads to the, to the prize. And it's all, it's always really easy to look back at your life and say like, okay, why am I in the position I'm in? Because I did this, because I did this and I called this guy an asshole, so on and so forth. It's hard to do that the other direction and look forward and be like, okay, how is me eating broccoli today going to affect me? six months from now. And oh, yeah. when you start dipping your toe in that water and making decisions like that, and, and Daryl's had a lot of influence on me and in, in starting to think more like that. Um, in that, that team environment, you know, um, 
that's what those guys have in common, whether it's Dennis Rodman playing his role, you know, Michael Jordan just being the fucking man and having to, <laughs> having to be a dick and having Hell to push yeah. his team, you know. Yeah. Um, it's important. And, and, dude, it totally is. Like, and he's... The, kind of the great thing about that document, like that docuseries is that it's like, it's the first one where it's like, I, cause I know, like, I know basically Michael Jordan pretty much had like final, like final edit, like the, or approval of like the final, final edit and stuff like that, which is good. Cause it's like, it's finally an opportunity for him to like tell him, tell his story, like his side of the story. Cause it's like, man, media and everything has been trying to tell, this dude's story for years. And finally he gets an opportunity to tell it from his perspective. But what's great about it though, too, is that he doesn't beat around the bush when it comes to him admitting that he was an asshole. Yeah. Like he was, he grilled those dudes, man. Like he could have, he could have, but every single one of them said that he made me better. Yeah. Every yeah, single exactly. one. Thing, it's like he could have made the whole thing seem like he's this super nice guy and all that stuff. It's like, ah, like he, they, they had the interviews with a bunch of those dudes. Like, yeah, he was a dick, but I, I got mean, we won. Yeah, six rings yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> six rings, bro. Yeah, it's, uh... and he, yeah, and they, exactly. It's like he made me a better player. He made us a better team because he, he had his eye on the prize. He was like very forward thinking and, and See, I, don't, the I don't think that's ever going to be able to happen again because of the way that that our media landscape is now. And this, unless unless things drastically change. With with regard to social media and just that whole culture, God, yeah, you can't. Imagine. You're never gonna have somebody who's so pure a competitor that all they care about is the game and not, you know, yeah, not 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 spinning off a reality show or the, everything is about the brand. Like very few people come in and they're only about the game, and that's like, I don't know. There's like a part of that 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 uh, like it's I don't know. It's just innocence or whatever you want to call it it's it's not there i don't know if it's like modern day yeah like modern day culture like it's hard to imagine like if you put if you had the bulls and you had them in this era with like social media instagram and this that and the other it's like with constant with this like 24-hour news cycle and constant media attention yeah i just don't know if that would, if that's possible. Like you, now. would it be hard to keep that together for that long of a time? You know, yeah, it's, yeah. that's that's difficult to find someone that intentional and that intense and that tooled and that so much of a dick to where like it would just stay, yeah, at, like the top first. So like, think about think about someone being so fucking awesome and intense that they changed the culture for years. Yeah. yeah. Like for years. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. It's you know? Like internationally. Like oh, yeah. The, like yeah. the Bulls, like that team changed the how basketball is looked at from a worldview. Mm-hmm. What, what was it? I forget the statistic they said. It was like 70%. Yeah. They, they it was broke like, because of him internationally. Yeah. 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 In, the, in like in the international spectrum. Like that's, God, that's so crazy. That's that's insane, man. That's dude, like because think about it. There's nobody, like there's nobody, like there's no commercials about people like, hey, I want to be Bill Gates or like yeah. you know, like <laughs> I want to be Steve Jobs. Like nobody. I mean, yeah. as as they've changed the landscape, you know, technologically, but 
nobody's like, yo, dude, like, I'm just going to wear a microprocessor around my neck because they're fucking awesome. Like, it's just, <laughs> nobody's going to do that. But, yeah, you know, people carry a basketball through the hallways of high school. They will do that. So, yeah. because of Michael yeah. Jordan. God, no, man. The guy is just like the, he had his own, like, culture just around it. Like, his own unique culture, I guess. And it's, dude, is because he was just like, all because he was just a competitive badass. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and that's, yeah, it's just, it's a, I don't know. I, I like that. I don't want to be a cynic about it. I, I hope to see that kind of thing, you know, again, but who knows the, the world's just, you know, these I uncertain mean, you times. Got you guys like that, you got like dudes. I mean, I feel like you've kind of got guys like, like you've got your Conor McGregor's who are yeah. ultra competitive, but he's definitely McGregor's got like, the whole showman aspect to him too. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that it's like, you know, this is, this is a show to some extent, but it's just, man, those, those things about Jordan though, man, it was like, like that old, that episode about him, like they wanted to limit his minutes. I forget what, what, what uh, it was like the second episode or something like that. Yeah. They come off about, the injury. Like, had to play that game. Yeah. He had to play that game and they wanted to limit his minutes. And he was just like, nah, man, it's like, I don't care if i mess up my foot again it's like you play the game to win it's like put me in there and we got to win this game but see that but at the same time that mentality is why you need people like phil jackson you know to step in and say listen i that's like what i said before about the broccoli now six months i i too want to win this game but i want to win the championship the bigger picture is the championship and if you blow it now then we can't win tomorrow. We can't win on Thursday. You know, that's like yeah. that perfect balance. And that's what Phil Jackson brought to everywhere he's been, except when he came back to the Knicks a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> he channeled, he just he was able to channel that energy, like from all those guys, like so well. And I just do the funniest thing was when they go, what was the one when they go like Rodman, Rodman, like went to, they were uh, one of the games of the playoffs and Rodman went to Vegas and like Jordan himself had to go get him. Yep. Had to go get him out of the hotel room. I was like, <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. I was like, nowadays, no, like, no, that like, could never happen. No, dude, happen. it's never happening, bro. Like, they no knew, way. Like, Jordan knew it's like, if I go get him, then he knows shit's serious. It's like, all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you guys know I'm a big pro wrestling fan and, uh, Billy Corgan, who's, you know, from the Smashing Pumpkins, also from Chicago, also big Bulls fan. And I heard him, he was on this wrestling podcast, and they were talking about Dennis Rodman. And because Dennis Rodman and Billy Corgan are like bros, like they're they're really, really tight. And like they still hang out. And he was talking about how uh, he's like, you know, the strongest person, he like physically strongest person he's ever met in his life. Like super intelligent guy, gets a bad rep. But he was talking about how, it was, I forget whatever NBA finals it was, but like it must've been the, the Vegas one where he's like, they, they came off. He, he came right to the locker room. They allowed me in the locker room and he was like, we're going out and we're getting laid. And they went out to these, just every strip club in Chicago. And then like it kept going until the walkthrough of the, the game. The next game was the next day in Chicago. This wasn't the Vegas one. It was after that. The walkthrough was the next day. So they went from, he literally came off the court, didn't even shower, 
put on his cowboy boots and some jeans and like a fur coat, no shirt, nothing, got in his truck with Billy Corgan. They went and they just hit all the strip clubs. They brought all these. Oh, he's, man, Billy Corgan dude. was saying they brought girls to the arena the next nice. day. And like he gets he gets to the to the do the walkthrough and he takes off his cowboy boots and his jeans and his fur coat and like gets his sweats on and goes out. And then, like, he had, like, 22 rebounds or some shit that night. Like, didn't – and he was up for, like, three – he said he was – like, and then they did it again that night. But then they had, like, a day off in between for travel. But he said he was up for three days straight, and they won two games. And he had, like, you know, 30 points and 40 rebounds in two games. It's like – Yikes. Like, that is – and those kind of stories, like, that's the kind of shit I love, you know? Oh, it's great. It's Dude, he was a true rock star. Like, but he got the job done. And that's what, and they Somebody knew that. And that's, that was so beautiful about like how they figured that out about Dennis. They were like, all right, we figured out this dude just needs to like do his thing in well, between games. Done that. <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy. Yeah. None of us would ever do that, but <laughs> it's obviously not affecting our, his performance or anything. Somehow this guy's just a freak of nature and is able to go just party in between playoff games come back and totally shred it. <laughs> I love Phil I'm Jackson's like, he's like, you don't put a saddle on a stallion. And I'm like, no, no you don't. That man is a stallion. That is a stallion. But he, he meant it like so genuinely, like that's the only word to describe Dennis Rodman. He's just a fucking stallion of a human. Like there's no, yeah. you're yeah. not going to, you're Dude, not going to control him. Like uh, Lawrence Taylor was kind of like that too. Like when he played, he just, For real? Went, oh yeah. They were like, he would go out and just do whatever the hell he would want. And then just come in the next day and have like, Six sacks in a game. <laughs> Still high on co- cocaine, allegedly, from the night before. Still gone. Just yeah. like, yeah. oh, God, man. Yeah, some some guys just like. Special breeds. And it just doesn't, doesn't phase them. It's Bro, if hard. I eat like an extra three Buffalo Wild Wings, like at 11 or 12, I'm fucked the next day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't be lining up on the line of scrimmage in a, yeah. a three-point stance to, like that. I have to like. I have to time at time my eating for like when we're on tour. Oh yeah, like I have to know exactly like when we're gonna be like hitting stage. It's like all right, I need to. I have like my windows of timing. It's like okay, I got a lesson right here. So like, I got like thirty minutes where I can eat. I can go find some like something that's halfway decent around here that's not like total junk food. And I like yeah. I don't know if it turns into a, like a psychological thing. It's like, oh, I can't do pizza. I can't do anything. Like, nah, no meatballs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, it's just like, man. And then, dude, you got dudes like Dennis Rodman who just. Yeah. Three days and strippers and fucking <laughs> yep. 40 rebounds. Like, yeah. Just going there. No sleep. Yep. Like. Yeah. No sleep. Just still up from the day before. It's like, who cares? Yeah. And yeah. nobody. And then it was like, eh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. 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 Dennis Rodman. What what a man! Speaking of uh, speaking of great men, Blake Richardson. Yeah, you, my friend. <laughs> you, my friend. Um, have been taking have been taking over the Twitch world, and I don't know if you remember this. A, a lot of the you know the, a lot of the rambling conversations that I, that I, you've been a party with, victim of I should say, of mine. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure at some point I was said to you like, dude, you got to get on line and start doing this shit and then like when you started doing the twitch thing i'm like yes finally because like you your personality and my and my fiance was was commenting on this uh earlier you know sam and she was saying that you know like your persona 
quote unquote persona on your stream is so naturally you and you're, and you have such a perfect fit for that world in that space. And like when you and I, we had a conversation on the phone about Twitch stuff and I was picking your brain and we were talking about, you know, differences. And at that point, I think you were still kind of folk like doing YouTube and you hadn't like fully not fully switched up, but you know what I mean? Like it was like early on. Yeah. And I was saying like, dude, wait till you like the Twitch community is like stellar. And, um, you know, watching your streams grow over these couple months has been like, I'll sit there and I'm just like smiling like a goofball because like, I'm so happy for you. Like one for people to finally see this like side of you that like, I've, you know, like, I was saying to Daryl, like when we had dusty on, I, I don't, I laugh more in those days when you guys come to town and I get to come spend a day with you, like in those days between talking to you guys, you know, then I do like in, in, in some whole weeks. And it's just because like, there's, you, you guys are just hilarious. And like, it's so cool to see you get yourself out there. Um, but I want to talk to you about Twitch. So How's your experience been with it so far? Like, are you loving it as much as I'm loving you watching watching you, man? Oh, dude, it's 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 so much fun. Like, it was one of those things. Yeah, you. I I definitely remember you mentioning it back in the day when we would have combos about stuff. Like, because I I it was one of those things I'd always thought about doing, and I my thing in between tours was to do I I I would do online lessons and in person lessons. Um, to a certain extent. And it's funny because we had initially like thought about doing kind of a break anyways during this time period, other than like the great misdirector that we were going to do a couple months ago. And so I was like, Oh, I'll kind of mess around with doing some, some streams of just me just goofing around or whatever. Um, just playing along with some songs and stuff like that. Um, I didn't realize how, much fun it was going to be and what's awesome about it is it's like the total opposite of what bt bam is like bt bam and bt bam's super fun too but in a different way yeah like we get to bt bam's stuff's cool because it's like it's things that we it's genuine creation you know we write the songs and and this, that, and the other, we perform them and do all that stuff. But this is so, the Twitch thing is just so off the cuff. All this, like, when I do, you know, if I'll do, like, song requests and stuff like that, if people want me to to play along to something that they like, it's like, all that stuff is super off the cuff. Like, I've never, 90% of the things that people sh- throw at me, I've never heard before. Like, there's, so it's just me kind of exploring ideas on top of what they're doing. And a lot of it, I don't do, to me, I don't know. I I feel I don't do that well. <laughs> and, 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 and what's uh, awesome is it doesn't matter. I know. it's like, yeah. it's, it's live. So it's like, yeah. I, you're free. It's just like, dude, there's no pressure. Like, who cares? Like, you never heard this song before. No one. They know you haven't. That's yeah. some like yeah. composed thing. It's like, that's, that's kind of what's so awesome about it. It's like the total opposite of any kind of, other live performance that I've ever done. And then, yeah. And then you've got like Admiral act, bro guys like that. Oh my God. Legends. Dude, the guy's a legend. Act bro. Shout out. Act bro. Gifted me a sub, man. I got, I got got a lot of love for the act bro. 
I got a cool, uh, I got a care package. I got to send that guy. I've got, I got, I got one for ILAM 73 too. He, he's, he's hooked me up with a bunch of gifted subs too, but that too, it's like the whole, yeah, the, the community, the, the interactiveness of Twitch in particular, there's something about it. That's what sets itself apart from YouTube. Like that's what's it. I mean, YouTube has, it's, it's interesting because YouTube has, everyone knows what YouTube is. It's like the most accessible it's easy video to get to. platform. Yeah. It's everyone knows that everyone's got it. It's on everyone's phones. It's on everyone's TVs. It's everywhere. Um, Twitch though, is just like, it's, it's not so much centered around the content. It's more so centered around the experience, like the live experience right. of everything. So it's like in the community, it's just, oh, a, yeah. the, the show is like Twitch streams are just as much about the chat as it is about mm -hmm. the person performing. That's Absolutely. really what it is. Like it's yeah. not. So that's, what's kind of cool. It's like, it's like the whole interactivity between, you know, the person performing or whatever in the, in the chat too. It's like, that's why dude, it's like, you can get, dude, it's crazy. Like, which I'll probably end up doing something like this down the road too. I'm still, and I'm learning too, as I go, like it's, I'm still fairly new to this whole world, even though I've done, I've, I've got some, a decent amount of streams under my belt, but I'm still learning things as I go. But you do, you can do things that'll like, the chat can like trigger events to happen in your stream. So they can like trigger a hype train. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well that, and, but they can also trigger things like a different camera angle and, and stuff like that. It's like, dude, you can get down, you can do some crazy, crazy, weird, creative stuff with it. And that's, that's what's so cool. It's like, it's something that's, that's just so different from an actual, live in-person experience and like we were talking about before it's almost yeah it's almost more interactive the irony is that it's more interactive even though it's online yep. and you don't you don't see these people you're having more interactive like interactivity between these strangers at a show than you would in person at a live concert it's crazy well you know i'm sure you can relate to this blake um but you know as a as a drummer playing a show, say you have something goes wrong, right? And then you say say uh, you you kick through your bass drum head, right, on song one, yeah. okay? And then and then somebody comes up to you at the end of the show and they go, you know, everything sounded great, but there's something wrong with your kick drum. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then like somebody <laughs> else comes over and they're like, hey, buddy. Great set, but there was something weird with your kick drum. I might want to check that out. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I probably should check that out. I'm going to check it out. Thanks. You know? And then, like, and then, then, then on the way home, my dad's like, yeah, great set, but, you know, there's something wrong with um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, now, instead of having the three three people, you can get, you know, a thousand people telling you that your kick drum's too loud or your kick drum's too quiet in the chat. You know, yeah. I was thinking, like, for, for your so the sound guy running it the other day, I'm like, man, what a hard gig. Like one one cymbal splash gets too loud, or you know, God forbid, Dusty's uh, chorus is too too wobbly. You know, like yeah. <laughs> these people are gonna dude, light him up. But that's dude. a testament to how awesome Courtney was, because he or is rather he's he crushed. He's it. on it. Like, that's what I mean. No, there was no <laughs> negative comments. Like it was funny. It's like let's say like I biffed a Phil or or Paul biffed like a 
part of a solo or something, you would see like, oh, man, I can't believe you. He choked the solo or something like that, but there was not one comment yeah. that was about like the sound. Like everyone was just like, "Well, sounds fucking amazing." Yep. Like, damn, can't really knock on this dude. He's killing it, dude. Uh, like those like chats are kind of like it's it's like it's like textual mob activity is happening because like you can have somebody you can know like you kick through your kick drum and like something is off and then somebody in the chat can say, "Oh man, it sounds like something's off with his kick drum," and then you have that one just fucking die-hard loyal person is just like fuck that kick drum let's go yeah. <laughs> and then it's like 500 and then you got like 800 emos that just start fuck the kick drum yeah. it's just like, it's like, we love you Blake without the kick drum it's just like, it's fucking awesome yeah, dude like, that's what's cool too is like even when you they know that like say there's like technical issues going on or something like that even like say like the sound messes up like because we had a couple times where we had to like just basically restart my computer they don't care they're like they're like no it's all good dude whatever we'll we'll hang around like just go just go restart your computer like no one's no one's like this sucks this is awful like well yeah this is embarrassing like ultimate fail how dare you yes everyone's just like oh it's all good (laughs) Dude, cool. how how yeah. cool is it that like like in those times like like the people in the chat they like pivot like it's you're like ah oh, man we're having this technical failure it's like all right cool and so like, we'll wait we'll chill out and it's like hey man did you guys check Ozark out last last, last <laughs> yeah. night yeah and then and then and then like the whole stream turns into something totally different and you're like yeah let's go it's man. awesome it's, yeah, sleep, it's, it's like because at a show let's say there's like a technical issue at a show. That's almost like way more. Dude, it happened to us in uh, Mexico. Because oh, that could turn yeah. into a riot, and not you know anywhere. It's, it's weird. It's it's yeah. It's it's awkward <laughs> because it's like you're people still, paid. Yeah, like the focus is still on you to like fix the problem, and then like if there's a technical issue in Twitch or something, it's like well the chat just like starts talking to each other. So it's like you don't need to while you while you're doing stuff it's like they're talking yeah they're talking about ozarks or something like they they don't care it's like it's like when you go to wawa up here at like at like six o'clock and you put your little order in for a hoagie and then like everybody's waiting in line and they're staring at the the girls making sandwich like you know like come on where is it and like i always feel bad and i try like to like go stand somewhere else because it's like they know they're on the spot you know, like yeah. they, like you got, like you're saying, like on, on a performance, some shit happens on stage. You're like, yeah, we know we're wasting your time. Like, give us a break here. And most most yeah. times, people are okay, but there's always like some guy that had too many, you know, fucking margaritas or whatever, and uh, yeah. you know, gets a little. I, I've seen that a bunch of times at shows. Oh, so. totally. Maybe it's because it's like, I guess with a lot of live shows, it's like, especially for the headlining band, and you only have like a. A lot of venues will have curfews, so it's like so rock and roll. We are so you're you, that's where it gets stressful. It's like, God, we haven't figured this thing out yet. We're like midway through the set, and we got <laughs> man, we're gonna have to like cut a song. That's where it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, we like, got oh, one more. Man. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that and then you know it's happened to us before. We've had to like we've 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 been through all that, but like doing it. It's great because, like, on the Twitch stuff, it's like that's not a, it's not really an issue. Everyone's just kind of hanging out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that's what we really enjoyed about like connecting with our audience on from the podcast on Twitch because we can like in real time, and then 
we're you know you know we want to hang out we want to watch steven seagal videos we'll do it it's like you know it's it's great and uh, i love the you know the cool thing about about your stream if for some some strange possibility you know you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a between the barrier to me fan um you're a drum enthusiast and you're a beefcake enthusiast you know um and you you, you haven't seen you haven't seen uh, blake's twitch stream i highly recommend it and like you go through you do these like theme nights like last night it was uh i don't even know what the theme was last night but i tuned last, in last night and you were shredding michael jackson goes, yeah like anything anything goes is cool because you get just like such a you get a eclectic range of of uh requests but theme nights are fun because like uh like tomorrow night uh we're doing video game night that's always a hit so people will like request yo can you play drums or like you know, some crazy Japanese theme or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, or like Final Fantasy, something like that. Like, Sweet. it's great because there's such a range of like video game era where it's like, yo, can you play like this Sonic the Hedgehog song? And like, can you or can you play like you know this old school Mario song or like even the New Age stuff? It's like oh, this like Red Dead track or something. Like that. It's it's cool. Like you get like some good music in video games nowadays, dude. Oh my god, that yeah, really, bro. Yeah, dude. Have you that played any of the new Doom games, like Doom and Doom 2? No, Doom Eternal? I wanna, uh, but I know the soundtrack. I Dude. know the soundtrack to uh, that, that, not the one that just came out, but the one that Mick Gordon did. Well, Mick Gordon did both of them, yeah. He's yeah, a super yeah, talented yeah. guy. Um, yeah. He did a thing where, like, Matt Halpern played with him at, like, the video game awards, and they played the Doom soundtrack. It was fucking yeah, righteous. Like, <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, you go, Halpern. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Some I, you know, we were talking about video games before we got on the on the pod here, and um, you know, you're I know you're a gamer. You're a big Fortniteer. Yeah. Uh, we got a for, we got a Fort up one of these days. Me, my fiance and I got pretty sick at it out of nowhere, and we, we we've been stacking stacking dubs. Um, yeah, I need to get back into it. I, I like this Waterworld deal they're doing. That's been fun. I do like that. Yeah, I think that's cool. Now they got the cars. That's kind of tight. Yeah, very yeah. tight, 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 tight. Um, yeah, but yeah, some of these games, man, great like quality music and. Uh, there's some like think about scoring an entire friggin' Red Dead Redemption like a game that could never yeah, end like that's got to be un- unbelievable. Deep, yeah, I'm deep into that game, and what's crazy is that I mean the campaign like the story mode for that game is so long, anyways. But they'll have like musical cues for different things that happen. I just I can't even begin begin to think of how long it would take to score things for a video game like that, as opposed to like just a normal doing like a normal movie score or something. Like oh that. yeah. Cause video games there is, they're so expansive, especially well, particularly like games like red dead redemption. They're very, they're so open world and super expansive. So there's just so many different things that can happen. So you need different musical cues to like go along with that so i just can't imagine like scoring stuff something something like that it's got to be it's got to be insane i i dude i was so i was hooked on red dead when it came out i loved the first one and i got to like i don't know how far you are through it but i got like past the island thing and um one day i was off from work and I, i literally sat there for a full work day Nine to five, no breaks. 
and I went like 6% in the story mode. And I'm like, I'm never going to fucking beat this. I just, I got to stop now. It's never going to happen. So I haven't, yeah, and I tried to pick it up recently and it's so deep and there's so much shit in it. Like I can't even remember how to play. So like I got I, I want to go back to it, but I think I might have to like start it's, over or something. That's kind of what I like about it. It's like, I feel like I'm getting the most bang for my buck. Oh yeah. I got my $60 worth. That's for sure. Take me. It's like, dude, this is going to take me forever to finish but that's also kind of awesome it's like i can pick yeah. up i could just pick up like i can take a break from it it's like if i want to it's like i can just pick it up later if i need to like right now i'm at like i think i'm like at 25 percent oh something. dude you've got man you oh, even got I, like i have like a hundred hours into it and like literally Ooh. there's this there's this point you like get marooned on an island and that's like puerto rico and you're, you're like what I didn't even, I didn't know Puerto Rico. Like, it's so crazy. Like, you're like, why am I in Puerto Rico? How did this happen? I thought this was an old yeah. West game. And where, where are the horses? And you're like, oh my God, this is going to take forever. You get enslaved in this pirate island. And it's like, I don't have, I don't have it in me. Oh, that's awesome. I, love it. I can't wait to get to that part. That's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to blow your mind. Yeah. I feel the yeah. same way with like, just watching like Japanese animation. So, like, one of my boys is like, yo, bro, you got to watch One Piece. It's awesome. You've seen Dragon Ball Z. You've seen Naruto. You've seen Bleach. You got to do it. And I'm like, all right, cool, One Piece. I get, like, 60 episodes in, and I'm talking about, dude, how long is this? He's like, oh, yeah, like, the first two seasons are 1,100 episodes. (laughs) I don't have time for this. I'm going to be 90 when I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, dude, like, yeah, anime culture, dude, it's it's crazy. Yeah, because there's so... That's another world that's just, there's so many, there's so much expansion in that world too, that it's kind of like, where do you start? I'll be honest. I was kind of like an anime hater. And then a combination of Daryl and my fiance, they, she got me watching these studio Ghibli movies on HBO max, like, uh, spirited away and. Uh, I forget the other princess. Yeah, like the class. Pokemon, like, Mocha yeah, Mocha, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. You know, Mononoke. <laughs> <laughs> princess Mononoke, Monoka Momo, Hokamoni. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, dude, the Mortal Kombat anime that they just did is it tight? Oh my god, it's so oh, tight. It's so it's violent. Tough. I, I yeah. highly recommend you, uh, you know, our listeners and, and yourself uh, yeah. check that out. It's it's, it's pretty tight, man. Because because now, dude, it's. It's nothing too, man. There's just so much. There's so much good yeah. content. Like there's so many good shows, like across all platforms, Netflix, HBO, like every. There's so many, and it's hard to like, really, choose which one to like devote your time to. It's crazy. We got that HBO Max. It came with like uh, one of my cell phone plan, and it's got all the DC animated. Movies like the, like the they're not adult, but like you know what I mean. Like they're not like for kids. Yeah, like the Killing Joke and all exactly those. Uh, Dark Knight yeah, Returns yeah. one and two. And dude, there's some on there. Like we watched a couple, and they're like they're really good. And it's like God, I don't have like I just there's too much. But it's it's a good yeah. I guess it's a good problem to have. Dude, I know. Like those, um, I know this isn't in that, not technically that world, but that uh, one of my biggest regrets was not seeing. Um, into the Spider Verse. Did you ever see that? Oh, oh dude! No, you what? Don't, 
Love that movie. Oh, no, I didn't Lake. see it. I've seen it a few times. I didn't see it in the theater. Oh yeah, I didn't oh, see it in the yeah. theater. One of my biggest Actually, regrets. I was like, dude, I should have seen that on a big yeah. screen. No, you I know what? Know we did see that this. in theaters. Like, yeah, dude, it came out in um, December. That, yeah. yeah, dude, they're like, making a sequel. Amazing. We love that. They're doing a sequel. Yeah, my fiance got me the Blu-ray of that. Uh, we watch it. We've watched it a couple times. That she got me down the Pokemon one. But uh, dude, that's such a great. It's great awesome. story and like you know it's no secret here on the everyman podcast i am nicholas cage is my favorite actor and i i firmly <laughs> i firmly believe and i will die on this hill he is the greatest actor of this current generation the bar none you you can come you can come at me with any any name um and i can defend it i'm, I'm telling you nick cage is a national treasure he's an american icon and he's a hero and getting yeah. him as spider-man noir like Perfect. 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 Perfect casting. Perfect casting. And like Spider Pig, like uh, come on. The whole thing is dude. is genius. They're coming they got another one coming out next year. Thank God, man. Because I was just like, dude. And the soundtrack shit, too. The soundtrack oh, yeah. amazing. Epic. Like everything about it. Like, dude, it was just the storyline, the plot, the visuals, like they just they crushed it, man. Cause I I saw it as like I remember seeing previews for it. I didn't see it in the theater because I was like, eh, I don't know. It just looks like it could be just kind of whatever, like anime style-ish sort of cartoon thing. Fat Spider-Man. Then, yeah, I, saw on, <clears throat> I saw it on tour. I was like, dude, why did I not see this on, on the big screen? It's like, this is incredible. It's it's oh. cool. There's like cartoons are like, not that they're not for adults, but I feel like our generation is kind of like grown up with and stuck with video games and cartoons. It's kind of weird. Like, yeah, <laughs> like we're not like, like, I'm pretty sure they're at this point. I think I'm holding on to the gaming thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm about to be 31. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's sticking, you know? Nah, it's not, it's not, it's not going anywhere. It's like, cause dude, the gaming world is just going to expand more and more. I mean, we're just getting more. The whole goal is to just get, you know, as realistic as possible. I think, uh, I think VR is definitely going to be like the next step. Like as far as the gaming world, that's going to, it's not there yet, but it'll get there. Remember Daryl, when I had you over here and we, I put the VR on you and you were Batman. He was like, (laughs) Oh, it was so, it was so sick. Brother Jay, what was the one? It was like that scary one where the house was like haunted or some shit like that. Yeah, it was, uh, Blake, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> yeah, it freaked you out, didn't bro, it? Bro, I, I put I put the fucking headsets on, right? And like and like here's the thing, is like you, you have no spatial awareness. And, and it was like, so you're funny because like, you're just giant and you've got these little glowing lights and you're I'm like just fucking like hold this thing. <laughs> and dude, I'm like, he's just, I'm like, flashlight, go to the kitchen, and then all of a sudden the fucking thing comes open. I'm like, yeah, wait a second, this is because you, you just lose your sense, like your sensibility. Yeah. Like, you know, and the next thing you know, like some little like you know, ghost crest of a kid runs by you like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and then and then it's like and then it's like you know they run down the hallway and then the hallway gets dark and then you can see something off off down the hallway coming at you and it's like ripping it off right now. I'm not doing that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going down that path. No way. <laughs> oh god, dude. You have like bad dreams for like a week and then you're like fucking. VR. And I'm like, come on, let's go play VR. You're like, nope, 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 nope. Not today. <laughs> nope. I know. Yeah, and think about that. It's like how that like freaked you out, but you, we're gonna get to a point where it's gonna be even more realistic than what like you because 
what you experience. Like you'll have like much like finer pixel density ratios and stuff like that. Like it'll, it'll borderline uh, definitely within our lifetime. It'll get to the point where it's going to be like look black mirror. Almost. Yeah. Oh, it'll be yeah. Black mirror. It's like, it's that's, that's kind of what we're doing. I think it was funny that they didn't, what was the dude? One of the producers of black mirror was like, they were, they had intentions of like doing another season. Yeah. They're like, yep. Nope. It's too dark. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> no, nah, we're pretty much already in an episode. I'll right tell you now. what, if there's two like two series like that make me feel a certain way, one is Oz, HBO's Oz. Oh, yeah. That show made me feel like a bad person for watching it, like because Ooh. it was so yeah. awful. Like there's it's just so brutal. much brutal violence and brutal, brutal words and just things like I'm not even gonna. I mean, can't you can't even say it. We can't even acknowledge it. Nope. But that being said. Go check it out on HBO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give it a spin. Yeah, give it a spin. And uh, after yeah. six seasons of it, let me know how you feel about your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but dude, Black Mirror, like there were days where we would watch that and it would just be like, like yeah. you just like it, you emo- like the, the one that really like stuck with me, man, is that one where the, the woman like die, the mom dies and they trap her soul like in the, in the bear. And then she's like, yep. The dad oh, starts yeah. dating other ladies and he's like, ah, get out of here. I don't want you here. And then she's like trapped for eternity in this bear and her, no, her son doesn't want her and the husband's moved on. Yeah. God. That one, that one was, yeah. Cause they can like transfer. Yeah. The, their consciousness to like a, you know, like an object that doesn't, that doesn't, they can just be like a vessel for Oh yeah. And that one with dark ones, which was, I mean, dude, the one that was the stuff. darkest though, is the one with the bait with the, ba- uh, the memories, were recorded and the lady oh. goes and kills everybody and it almost gets away with it except she thought the kid was blind or something it's like yeah uh, like it's just <laughs> oh god it gives me goosebumps just talking about it like that show yeah. is just I, I i'm not ready for it right now i definitely couldn't watch it right now no and it's like they're they're dude they're touching on subjects that are like it's a warning yeah. it's a warning it's like it's a culturally significant show and that they're really really are like touching on subjects it's like look we're heading down this road yeah it's like this is what's gonna happen well if you don't just chill out <laughs> you know what one's a little relevant now and i'll let our i'll let our listeners connect the dots themselves on their own time it's the one where the guy is is kind of puppeteering that avatar and running that that campaign and, yeah, he, and yeah, he's like, campaign, and, yeah, and the then all of a sudden he yeah. starts losing his shit and he starts saying yeah. his own going into business for himself and then affecting other people. Dead on. Yeah. Dead on. Like, they're all like, it's supposed to be this dystopian, futuristic world that's set in, but it's like, yeah, they're, they're just. We got that pretty quick. These little nuggets of similarities to our modern day culture that really make that make you think like, Oh, I could see that happening. Like, yeah. That's not that insane. It's yeah. like, dude, with the whole, um, the, the episode where the dude can, the, it, it records your, your, what you see like in real time. So like when he goes to the airport, they have to like, yep. look and see, yeah, can you do a redo of, uh, of everything you've seen the, the past 72 hours? And the guy looks at him, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, we're not, that's not that insane. No, yeah, like, not dude. at all. Got Elon Musk talking about doing the neural the neural link thing. That's gonna be like, and again, 
you're going to have people, you're going to have a good sign right up. Yeah. You're going to have exactly. People are going to do it. So. Yeah. They're already doing it. I bet you they're already doing it. Yeah. There's yeah. no way he'd be talking about it and, and, and publicly like that if they didn't think it was working or already have proof of it working at some level. Yeah. 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 And what's like, Oh man, it's, it's, it is fascinating though. It's like the, it's this, it's a catch point too, man. It's like the things that can happen with that can be incredible, but also just devastating. It's like, you've got the beauty of it is like, yeah, it can, it can help with people that have severe epilepsy. Like it can, mm-hmm. it can sense when like a seizure is coming along. It can like stop that dead in his tracks by like, but it can like, uh, also maybe turn you into a serial killer. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so uh, it's like, yeah, not, not for crazy, me, fam. Man. Not for me. Yeah, no, the, the that either. that whole uh, you know biohacking or whatever. Just it's just like let's just let's just let it. Let's just let something happen naturally. Let's just see where we go. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. maybe we'll grow an extra thumb or something. But like, I'm in no rush to like you know put any extra shit in my brain. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's. I mean, because. I feel like we're evolving naturally enough as it is. Like I, I, I think we're doing okay, but it's just like it's like Jurassic Park warned us too, man. It's like if scientists didn't stop to think, it's it's not so much rather if they could, it's more so if more so if they should. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, there was you, a there was you can, a, doesn't mean you should. There was a lawsuit a couple of years ago with Apple and the like some of the EMTs, the first responders where their headquarters is. And as a result of the lawsuit, um, some records came out of 911 calls to their, like they have this like R and D lab there, you know, it's like yeah, project X or whatever. And <laughs> there was like in this court case that came out, there was like all these like people leaving Apple's research lab with like laser burns in their eyes and like, <laughs> I'm dead serious. And, and so that's how it came out that Apple was testing. They're, they're like testing some headset that shoots lasers into your eyes that like, that you see what your like what your phone is looking at or whatever. And like a bunch of people had like, it was like one injury was somebody walked through a glass door and then it's like, Oh wait, there's five and like their names were like test subject Jane Doe one, you know, and a bunch of people had like fucking laser beam. Jeez. And this was like five or six years ago. And then Fuck, now, dude. like if you pay, if you're like, I'm always kind of loosely paying attention to what's going on with them. And they're, they're talking like, oh yeah, the next big thing from Apple is going to be like this holographic headset. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, the thing that was shooting lasers into people's eyes. Yeah. Sign yeah, me up. Dude. Fuck out of here. No, 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 no. no. It makes sense with the timeline. I like, I didn't think, I guess it makes sense though to do a holographic thing. Cause I always thought it was going to be like a, they would go the contact lens route where yeah. it would just be like a video feed to like a contact lens, kind of like how the like nosedive in, in the nosedive episode in, in yep. black mirror, where it's just like, you can flip through your phone, but you don't need to look at the phone. It's just like in your eye, like in, your, in, in a your contact face. lens. So well, I'll tell like, you what, if it gets to the point where the TSA is like scanning my visuals for the last 72 hours, I'm only going to look at pictures of my own ass, you know, yeah. for 72 hours yeah. leading up to it. So I'll be like, God, help yourself. Feast your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Feast. It. Feast. 
Oh, you know there's going to be people doing that. Oh, yeah, dude, for it. sure. I would just do the weirdest shit for three days before I fly. That's yeah. all I would oh, do, yeah. you know? The guy, I could just see the TSA agent. He's like, man, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like eating lasagna naked in a hot tub or something. You know, that's all I'm doing, looking at myself from multiple angles. Yeah, man, it's, it's, a, it's a wild world, you know, and, and the, the, you know, yeah. we, we kind of, the way we, we were talking about Twitch and, and all the different kind of, you know, uh, intricacies of, of the tech uh, that goes with it. So, um, yeah. you know, you're doing a great job with it. I love watching it. I know that I know the fans love it. Um, what advice would you have, you know, for anybody that's maybe watching your, your Twitch stream or listening to this pod that are like, you know, I'm thinking about maybe, like you said yourself, like you weren't sure if this was something you wanted to do. You know, like, is there any advice you pass on to anybody that maybe wants to go down that road that you, that you're doing here that you've learned? Oh, dude, yeah. Um, it should solely be for fun. Like it should be like a hobby. Yeah. Like you should not do it. Cause there was this window of time where like Twitch streamers could make like there was, it was almost like the, the, the California gold rush where it was like, Twitch was this big thing. And look at all these people that are making full-time careers off of being Twitch streamers. It's like, that's gone. Like that doesn't, that doesn't exist anymore for new, for, for newcomers. That's very extremely rare for people to come into the platform and make that their like, if they're just doing Twitch, make that their full-time gig that'll pay the bills and, and this, that, and the other, but your intentions should be that it should be like, it should be fun. Um, and try to, you know, make it a good thing that I've noticed is like the people that, that have really cool Twitch channels that I follow and that I subscribe to, it's like, they're all unique in their own way. They're not just doing verbatim of what other people are doing. So it's like that, this kind of a thing. It's like you kind of, in any sort of platform, you kind of sort of have to like, carve your little niche and, and dig in and, and kind of be unique in that aspect. Um, so that's, that's kind of part of it too, but definitely like with all, with all intentions, make sure that you're going into it, just trying to have a good time. Like just, just have fun with it. Cause yeah, people get caught up in the, the aspect of making it like a full-time gig. It's like, dude, like your boy, your boy, Matt from, uh, from uh trivium oh i love him love me some triv yeah and he's and he freaking he got in it he got in the twitch game during the gold rush he's like more well known for that now dude he's their new album is actually pretty sick by the way it's pretty good uh i'm pretty sure like he probably could just do oh yeah he probably makes more money doing that than touring I would, I would not be surprised at all. Like, I think, and again, like he saw the, he saw the writing on the wall. And he was just like, oh, there's this cool platform. And there's, there's a lot of room for growth in like this music category. It's like, yeah, I know it's tailored for gaming, but man, it's like, it's kind of cool to see how much is it, or how much room there is for growth as far as like people that play guitar or drums or whatever. Um, so yeah, and it's, dude, what's cool too, is like, it's kind of, it's kind of humbling. Like it's, you kind of have to, you got to work at it. Like you kind of have to build, you, you have to build your own unique 
kind of community and it's, and it's cool. Like it, and there's those things kind of happen organically over time, but you gotta, you gotta put some, some time into it. But in the end, it should all just be intended to, to have some fun for sure. Well, fun, you, fun, you certainly have my friend. It's, uh, yeah, right. it's, it's, it's awesome. you exude the fun and, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. uh this pod has is exuded fun it's been a lot of fun man i'm glad to finally you know we had had you on before uh with dusty at that you know we were just talking about that with him you know we had some sick wings sick show sick venue you know reading pa love it I and uh reading, dude. yep home to the great hans <laughs> and uh yeah i was just looking at, i just saw him on instagram the other day good good dude good good dude um i miss him yeah, I bet, man. That's got to be tough, being being away from the fam like that, uh, your extended fam, you know? Um, That's what was kind of cool about that stream that we did. Like, that was it was kind of cool to see everybody. Everybody, again, it was like a reunion. I yeah. hadn't seen, we hadn't seen them since our last show, which was in Brazil, and that was like March. That was like March 14th or something. It was literally the day that – it was the day before Trump – uh, put in the the order to to kind of close the borders is from from Europe. He didn't he hadn't put anything in effect yet for South America to uh, to North America. But yeah, that was the last time we had all seen each other, and then we got to hang out for the, the colors stream. It's kind of kind of awesome. Did your parents like? Uh, was it like the good old times? Oh, dude, they loved it. They were so stoked. They're like, okay. oh, the boys are going to be back in town. I can't wait. Big sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my babies is coming back. Yeah. yeah. Feed the band. <laughs> Got to feed the band. Yeah, yeah. My mom, yeah, my mom was so stoked, dude. Yeah, because she was like, she was the, the the band mom. Like, whenever we would have practice sessions, she would make, like, she made these dope vegan cookies that were just, they were awesome. The guys, guys always got a, got a kick out of that, man. So she was, she was loving it. She was loving every minute of it. That's awesome, man. Well, I could tell, you know, like like we said earlier, I, we could tell that you guys were were fired up to do it, fired up to be, you know, in effect back back in front of your audience, you know, in a different way. And you know, I know from being a part of it online, you know, being in there, being in the chat with everybody, um, it's real. The the love is real. And and you know, I said this to Tommy when he was on here a couple of weeks ago. I think it was episode seventy four uh, in the archives. There, it's on our YouTube page here. Um, and Dusty, you know, I say to you all the time, you guys are the, you're the best, you're special guys, you're genuine. And it's so cool for me, you know, the, the success that I've gotten to see you guys have with the, the Grammy nomination and just all the, the critical, you know, acclaim. And just, I know that everybody in the, inside the, the, the metal world respects you guys for what you've kind of helped bring to the forefront with, with music. And I look around at so many of these bands that are, that are like having their moment right now. And, you know, and it's, it's the result of, you know, bands like yourself, you know, Meshuggah, Dream Theater, even to, to a degree, paving the way for that kind of broad spectrum of like creativity that's allowed, you know, and like those little things that you started, you know, with, with, uh, in the beginning with BT Band that have grown to where, where you guys are now it's this result of just constant progress and pushing forward and trying new things. And, you know, like it makes me think of like Jamie King, like saying like, hell yeah, it's weird, man. Like just fucking just harmonize it. You know, like he would say stuff like that to us. And it's like, you know, when, and then when we had him on the show, like it's the same thing. Like it's, there's just this, this love and passion 
that you guys have for not only each other, but the music that you create. And I think that's why, you know, that's why I love the music. I know that's why Daryl resonates with it when, when he, when he heard it for the first time. Um, and it's just, it's powerful stuff, man. I'm just, I'm super, super proud of you guys. Super super proud of you, man. Taking over Twitch. Um, it's, uh, it's been really, really awesome, you know, and I really, we both, Daryl and I, we really appreciate you, you know, giving us your time here on a, on a balmy Wednesday. Um, (laughs) so, you know, uh, before we, before we wind down here, brother, so give us all the details, man, where, where can people find you? How can people get involved? Uh, you know, what's up with the steakhouse, bro? Oh, okay. You can, uh, you can subscribe to the steakhouse at twitch.tv slash Blakey eat steaky. Um, you know, or you don't have to subscribe. You can just watch. You can just sit. That, that's the beauty about Twitch is like you, you can just watch the streams for free if you want to. Um, and then we got a website. We got uh, between the bear to me dot com. We got our Facebook, Facebook dot com slash BT Bam official. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Blakey Eats Steaky on there. Just Google Blakey Eats Steaky and you'll just find everything. That's possible. You'll find you'll find uh, everything you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, for real, thank you, thank you so much for having me on, man. I appreciate y'all so much. This uh, is, you got an awesome, you got an awesome gig going. Thanks, man. Keep right. it up, man. Uh, you know unique. we will. It, it's cool, and y'all are like, y'all are incredible conversationalists, man. It's 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 uh, yeah, it's very gratifying to be on here, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Blake, brother. that's that's the uh, the <laughs> highest compliment we can we can get, man. Thank you so much. 